One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, my friends, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talks for Your Daily Podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. Now, we begin the podcast with Jose Mourinho, the special one, was on my show talking all things England ahead of the quarterfinal clash with Ukraine tomorrow. A game, of course, you can hear live on TalkSport, obviously. The special one, Jose, not me, said that Gareth Southgate could potentially rest a few key players, but did have a warning for the three Lions gaffer. I don't know why I built that up. I would say you don't need Rice and Phillips uh, to beat uh, Ukraine. I would say that maximum one of them is needed. Uh, but you have Jordan Anderson that I want to believe that is in conditions to to play. You have other younger players, fresh conditions and desire and motivation to play. And the way uh, Phillips and Rice, they work in the last match, uh, the way Rice finished the game completely uh, exhausted, cramps, the semi-final will be much more difficult than than the quarterfinal. And I, I believe that the rest to Rice and Phillips would be fantastic for them then to play uh, semi-finals and finals in the maximum of potential. The responsibility is in Gareth's hands. If he makes lots of changes and things go wrong, the world or the country would point the finger at him. But I honestly believe that England is in a very positive dynamic. Uh, the players that are uh, not playing a lot, they are very good players and they can be perfectly choices. So if it was me, I would, I would not change uh, the spine of the team. That would be too risky. But I would for sure change three or four players because uh, to beat Ukraine, you can do it with, with any players because it's not disrespect uh, uh, Ukraine. It's respect the players that are not playing because they are good players and for sure they are desperate to play. We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home. It's coming home. Can you whisper it to me? Can you just say football's coming home, Andy? But I have also to say in Italy, if not, the guys, they they kill me tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take full responsibility. Just keep yourself safe, my friend. Keep yourself safe. Come on, Jose. I'd say, Andy, football's coming home. Just say it for me, Jose. Come on, football is coming home. Come on. The final is at Wembley and England plays the final. Football is coming home. Now, England youngster, Bakayo Saka, has been speaking to TalkSport's Darren Bent, head of the highly anticipated quarterfinal game against Ukraine tomorrow. I've already told you this. That game is live on TalkSport. You know that. The Arsenal man was asked if he was surprised to even be playing at the Euros. It was one where you don't really know, you know, because obviously you can see in the attackers, you know, the quality that we have. So I wasn't too sure, but 
I was I was optimistic and I was hopeful that I would get picked. And when I got picked, you know, I was I was I was over the moon. I'd say. I mean, how would you assess your, the tournament so far, like from a personal perspective? Well, there's going to be a big ovation here for Bakayo Saka. He has been superb. Played a major part in the goal. Hasn't looked at all out of place on his tournament debut as a 19-year-old. From a personal perspective, you know, I think coming here was already a dream come true. You know, and now to obviously be involved in the past two games has been even better. And, you know, seeing the team obviously beat Germany in such a big game, you know, it's a great feeling for everyone. So the vibes are good. Of course, the whole nation's expecting you to get past it, but what kind of problems you expect Ukraine to cause you you guys on Saturday? Obviously I think for Ukraine it's, it's a chance for them to make history I think I heard that it will be their first semi-final so that already be a huge boost for them so we can't take it for granted Artem Dubik off the bench to send Ukraine into the quarterfinals We've done really well against Germany and I think winning that game will give us a lot of confidence going into that game and we know that against Ukraine, it's going to be all about England. You know, I think all about us to, to break them down. And if we do play well, I think we have a, a big chance to progress to the next round. And the full interview between Benty and Saka can be heard on the weekend sports breakfast show on Saturday morning, which, of course, is tomorrow, today being Friday. Unless, of course, you're listening on Saturday, then, of course, it's today. England goalkeeper Jordan Pickford has spoken ahead of the quarter-final clash tomorrow evening against Ukraine. A game you can hear live on TalkSport. I've told them this 15 times. Why? Anyway, Pickford reflected on the Germany win, being the highlight of his career so far. That's playing it forward, trying to release. Werner! Good save. Pickford came out there at the angle. got to be a great memory for us you know especially at Wembley with all the fans in in the atmosphere you just got to take that in you know games against Germany at home at Wembley in a major tournament you don't get many of them so you've got to enjoy the moment but you know it's a quick turnaround and focus on Ukraine but I think when I look back at the end of my career it'll be a good memory for me. Slips it to his left Grealish Kane soon in England. I understand that Harry Kane gave quite a inspirational speech in a huddle before the match against Germany. Can you give us any insight into what was said and, and what he's like as a leader for England? Yeah, it speaks for himself as, as a person, Harry. He's, he's brilliant, he's a top lad. He leads on and off the pitch. He does everything properly and he's great to look up to for us as players. Just a normal lad and the inspiration for us when you first come into camps and stuff. He's such a nice lad that it just makes it so easy to fit in. You're a new player coming into the group. Can't really remember the speech before the game, but it was definitely got us fired up. And I think there was a collision between Jordan Pickford and Virgil van Dijk, and the offside flag had already gone up. If it hadn't had done, there could have been a problem here for Jordan Pickford. Last season was great. The manager, Carlo at the time, took me out of a couple of games to give me a rest and get recharged. And unfortunately, I had a couple of little niggles and injuries. So that gave us a little bit of added break, really, which I wasn't wanting or didn't want, but unfortunately... I had to do it, but I came back and I was flying and I felt in a good place and just carried that into the England setup. Time to check in with Ali McCoyst on breakfast with a rather bold claim that he could play as a holding midfielder against Ukraine tomorrow night.
I was at Hamden. I saw Sweden versus the Ukraine. England will beat the Ukraine comfortably with me in the holding role with Jordan Henderson. Right, I'm telling you right now. Oh, Alistair, Alistair, please. You and I, nah, maybe, um, no, I'd maybe I'm, need to no, go with Jordan. No, no, okay, no, I accept I, I'm that. Not, I'm not putting myself in there. No, I'd accept that. I'll need to go with Jordan. I was going to play you in the holding role with me. England will win comfortably. By the way, Ukraine weren't even the best team against Sweden. They are... Average at best, you know. Yamalenko's their best player. They've got Yamachuk up front. They can't run. They don't run in behind. They can't run in behind. So England don't have to worry about that. So he should go to a back four again. Get another attacking player in the team, whether it's Mount or Grealish or Foden or whoever it may be. Alan, I'm telling you right now. Forget that. I can understand the nation or the English nation getting carried away and worried about the Germany game, they will beat the Ukraine. Ali could play holding midfield for England. That's how much he rates Ukraine's that, chance. I, I did say against the Ukraine, on, <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't fancy my chances against Spain or anything like that, to be fair. <laughs> you playing holding midfield? Against Ukraine, I could, I. Wow. Now, Farhad Moshiri, the Everton owner, has refuted claims Rafa Benitez was not the right choice as manager at Goodison because of his history with Liverpool. Mashiri told TalkSport that Benitez's past has to be put to one side. I think when there were rallies and banners against Martinez, I acted. When I wanted to get David Moyes and there was real protest, I didn't take him. But I think this is a case where the connection, I think it's a very distant connection. He was as much a Liverpool manager as a Napoli manager or Valencia manager or Real manager. He's a professional, dedicated manager who gives his soul to every club that he's been to. And you need to pick up professionals who are dedicated and give everything to their team. And the man is in love with City of Liverpool, not so much a particular club before he joined us. And celebrity Everton fan and someone that beats people up for a living, Tony Bellew, also had his say. I just want to win things. I don't care who's in charge. I have no allegiances to, oh, he managed these, he won this, he won that. I just want to see Everton doing well again. And if Rafael Benitez is the man to do the job, then so be it. That's all as I care about. I want success. Our club has been starved with for far too long. This is football. Bring us trophies. That's all we care about. Rafael Benitez, if you're the man to do it, then I will scream and cheer your name top of my lungs. Now we'll get the take of Alan Stubbs. Stubbsy, a former Everton player, as well as Big Sam Allardyce. Allardyce, their former manager, of course. And a Liverpool perspective with Mark Loro Lawrenson. But first, it's back to the Everton goalkeeper, Jordan Pickford. With Carlo going to Real Madrid, you know, there was hard for him to turn the job down. So we knew he was a new manager. You've seen his, um, his career, the amount of trophies he's won, his desire to win, to win matches every time. He, he rang me last night, so it was nice to get to speak to him. And he said, enjoy the tournament, do well for England and... Um, See you when I get back. Because you look at you know the clubs that he's been as he's you know he's been a very successful manager in terms of the the names that Everton was supposed to be linked with and talking to. He's definitely in terms of trophies the best candidate out of them. If all of a sudden Jurgen Klopp leaves Liverpool and we get a manager that also managed Everton, so what? As long as he does a good job, you know the fans will be going mad, etc. But let him do the job. I will not support him. Not a chance. And I tell you now, a lot of Evertonians won't. They won't support him. Not a chance. Uh, I can't think of a better appointment for us at this moment in time. Okay. And I'm, uh, I'm, 
I'm disgusted in the attitude of some Evertonians, if I'm being honest. Will Rafa bring success to Everton? And if he establishes himself quickly enough and they win football matches and they get at the top of the league like they did the start of last season, then it will be okay. But the minute that doesn't happen, the minute they don't get what they want, then as like any other manager at Everton, he will get hugely criticised and probably more so because of his past record at Liverpool. And I think that is all what it's about, Rafa brave enough to take it. I think it's very, very brave from Farad Mashiri to appoint him as the next manager. Mr Mashiri is going to give him as much backing as he possibly can because he needs this to work. Over to Tottenham. Well, not literally. We're going to hear from two of their former players, Jeremy O'Hara and Clive Allen on Nuno Espirito Santo's appointment. But first, this is Moni Moni, Simon. Oh, look at me. I don't dye my hair, Jordan. Espirito Santo sort of falls into the Pochettino camp where he's had a level of success at Southampton that afforded him the opportunity to go to Spurs, but not a level of success that makes him impossible to make him realise that the opportunity is as much his at Tottenham as it is Tottenham's in getting him. So when you've got that sort of feel about the Pochettino appointment coming into Spurs, you've got that same sort of a feel about Santo coming from Wolverhampton Wanderers, who are a great football club with great history and the Billy Wrights of the world that were England captain and that, you know, were poster boys for English football in the 50s. But Tottenham Hotspur is a different level with the greatest of respect to Wolverhampton Wanderers. I'm excited about it. I really am. It's been a bit of a shambles being a Spurs fan and just not, and managers knocking us back, knocking us back. This is a real appointment for where we're at right now he's got Premier League experience uh, he knows what he's doing I think it's going to be a positive very interesting appointment I can understand why I think it was necessary obviously an appointment that had to be made with, with pre-season approaching fast and when we look at what he did at Wolves the way that he in a way rebuilt Wolves and took them to the Premiership uh, the established Premiership side now I think that um, the opportunity that now presents itself at Tottenham is a massive one for him but um, I think a positive one and we finish as we started with Jose Mourinho and his musical guilty pleasure. Don't adjust your radio, you're not listening to Kids FM. You're listening to Drive On Talk Sport with me, Andy Goldstein. I'm embarrassed, actually. We've got Stuart Pearce alongside it and the legend. Of course, it's Jose Mourinho. Jose, we're playing this because uh, I'm sure you've read it that Reem Sterling revealed his guilty pleasure uh, from a musical perspective. I don't know if this is, true. this is what it's come out and been reported. Is that song, Aqua's Barbie Girl, right? Um, I know you're a Brian Adams fan, Jose, but for, <laughs> I can't believe I'm asking, but do you like... That kind of is there? Do you have your guilty pleasure? Do you have your own Barbie girl, Aqua, whatever it is? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad you said that, Stuart. Do you is there a song that you would listen to that you'd be embarrassed to tell uh, the nearest two million people listening? With me, the nearest is probably a Neil Diamond. I like. I've got a soft that's, spot that's for Neil Diamond. <laughs> it is for me when you like, you know. Oh, I see. It's punk the other and end Motorhead of the, yeah. and stuff like that. It's yeah. you know, it's on the different end of the spectrum. Let's say. Yeah, I get that. Jose, are you a Neil Diamond <laughs> fan? Huh? Not a fan, but I, I can listen. I've got three tickets, me, you and Stuart. We're going to go to his next gig. Is that all right? Where? In the Colosseum. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'd definitely be going if it's there. We'd definitely be going.
That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talks by Apple. Where do you get your podcast from? Don't forget to thwack that subscribe button. Yeah, okay, we're running out of descriptive words, but just make sure you press subscribe. A reminder, coming up today, we've got the first two quarterfinals of the Euros of 5pm live commentary on TalkSport of Switzerland against Spain. At 8pm, the big one, Mark Saggers presents Belgium against Italy. The big one being, of course, Belgium v Italy, not Mark. It doesn't matter. That's live on TalkSport as well. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Euro Daily Podcasts. Thing is out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Building up, obviously, to England against Ukraine. A game you can hear live on TalkSport. I've told them this hundreds of times now. Until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.